Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. While we were worshipping today, I just, I just, I just saw back off households. Some people here, there's been strife in your household, but I also saw some of you have got family members or families that you know that there's strife. The enemy's been trying to rip off their lives. And as we lifted up the name of Jesus, I saw strife having to flee. It has to flee when we take authority in the name of Jesus Christ. It has to flee because our God is greater. And I just want to pray a prayer of blessing and breakthrough right now that as you were worshipping, some of you would have been thinking about that. Or some of you have been through a situation of strife in your household directly this last week or two. We want to declare the name of Jesus over that. Some of you have got family members, uh, extended family, that there's been just incredible strife. The enemy's been trying to destroy or rip them off. Even in the end of the first service, someone talked to me that was in the first service and their family is in, uh, extended family is in incredible crisis and a very dangerous situation right now and we just believed in Jesus' name to break that. And there are other people here that we've got to stand up in the authority of the name of Jesus. Reach up to heaven right now and let's declare, let's declare. If it's your household, say, Lord, we declare peace over it in Jesus' name. Oh, if it's an extended family situation, let's declare the name of Jesus right now. Oh, that breakthrough will come. Lord, that cancer, Lord, that that strife, Lord, that violence, that abuse, we declare in Jesus' name for that to be broken. Lord, we declare the blessing of the name of Jesus over every household, over every family. Lord, that which has been destroying will be broken in Jesus' name and life will flow, healing will flow, freedom will flow, restoration of households and marriages will happen, oh God. Those that have been away from you, Lord, that that barrier will be broken down in Jesus' name and your love and peace and truth will reach into every heart. We declare that in the name of Jesus because you are greater, Lord. Oh, and by faith we see that turn around. We see them come to you. Lord, we see your peace come and your restoration come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. While we're praying, we need to pray for Pastor Danny Guglamucci. Many of you know Pastor Danny. He preached early in the year, and uh, he wasn't well uh, when he came up and saw us in April. And the last week, he's being diagnosed with leukemia and uh, blood cancer. They're still working out exactly what form. He starts treatment this week. I talked with him only a few days ago on the phone. His faith's strong, but we need a breakthrough. And Pastor Wayne has sent a message to all the pastors in Australia to pray for Pastor Danny for breakthrough. Father, we just cray out to you right now. You're our healer and our restorer. And Lord, I just pray blessing. Lord, healing. Lord, restoration over his blood system. Lord, we cancel out that which is destroying and we speak life in Jesus' name. Lord, reach into his room and touch him right now in Jesus' name. <coughs> Lord, your healing would flow. Your healing would flow. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, your healing and breakthrough would flow in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. There's a couple of families here and the enemy has tried to rip off your finances. I know how real this is because Friday night I got on to check my bank accounts and someone hacked our iTunes account and took $320 out of our account. We put a stop on it all and uh, whatever and hopefully we'll get the money back. But the enemy's out to try and rip our, our finances off in the name of Jesus. And our God is our provider. If that word speaks to you, just reach your hand to heaven right now and we're going to believe. 
Maddie and Elise, God will provide. He will make a way. The enemy's tried to steal from you, but God's going to make a way. Just keep trusting him. Father, we pray right now for your breakthrough. Lord, we believe for your release and provision in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us will succeed. And Lord, we believe for your provision, for work contracts, for sale of items, things that have been held up or the enemy's tried to steal. We declare protection and blessing and favour. Lord, release your abundant provision. Lord, we reach up and take a hold of your promises. Thank you for contracts and work to flow. Overflow, Father. Not lack, but overflow, we declare. For our church and our people, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God is so good. Hey, what an awesome, awesome God. Let's give him a shout of praise and let's take our seats. I just love God and love His presence. Wow. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, It is never wasted or to no purpose. What a powerful, powerful verse. I want to talk for a few minutes today on steadfast and steadfast. It's a word we don't use much in our modern language, but it's all through the Bible. Being steadfast. The Bible says be firm, be steadfast. The uh, uh, NIV says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What does steadfastness mean? It means a few different things. It means reliability of character, trustworthy. Wow, that's what God builds into our lives. It means fulfillment of promises, rosters, commitments, deadlines. You're steadfast, you're faithful, you know you're going to be there. If you can't be there, you uh, organize someone to fill in for you or you notify, you just don't walk away. Reliability. It also means faithfulness in key relationships. Stay connected with issues. And it means living in obedience to Jesus. I read a comment years ago and it says, Discipleship is a long journey of obedience in the same direction. That sounds like steadfastness. It's, it's, it's walking, continuing to walk in the ways of God. Steadfastness is not stubbornness. Some people say, well, I'm not going to be moved and I'm just stubborn. No, that's not, that's not steadfastness. Steadfastness is strength. It's not a resistance to change because we continually to change by the glory of God. But there's a character of strength of character, of commitment to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It is a ceaseless embrace of certain purposes and commitments from which one will never retreat. Wow, God puts strength in you. So I'm a follower of Jesus, so nothing is going to move me from that. God's word is true. I'm going to trust him no matter what lies the enemy says, no matter what circumstances come, I will be steadfast in my faith and trust in God. That's what it means. The opposite of steadfast is to quit, to run, to avoid, or to compromise. All of us attempt to do that from time to time. Just steadfastness doesn't give up. 
It is often much easier to cave into pressure and temptation or to have it commitments. Steadfastness is a learned discipline. It is a sign of maturity in your life. Wow. We want to grow in Christ? Being steadfast. We learn that in, in relationships. We learn it in parenting. For every parent that has a child, you can't just hand them back. You've got to learn to steadfastly grow in commitment, provision, all those things. In ministry and service, when God calls you, He enables us and He gives us strength and courage and determination to not give up, but to keep walking forward in His purposes. Many employers and church leaders say how difficult it often is to find reliable, faithful employees and team members. I was talking to a businessman only uh, recently, and I said, how's your business going? He says, we've got lots of work, but I just cannot find any reliable employees anymore. People that will actually show up to work or will, will come and fulfill their commitments. And I thought, that is so sad. And so steadfastness, reliability, commitment, and character is almost the missing link in so many people's lives in our society. And as Christians, we've got to show what this looks like. Let's be dependable, steadfast, always abounding in the work, Lord, willing to serve and to give, to volunteer. And I thank God our church is full of those sort of people. I want to encourage you to reach out in steadfastness. This church has been steadfast in so many areas. We've always had a great heart for children's and youth ministry. This church started in 1940 at Yerangan as a children's outreach and services from a church in Maribyrnong. And I thought, how awesome is that? We've had Royal Rangers, we've had our Kids Club, we've had kids camps and family camps at the Best Yen campsite for years. We've currently got Kids Club on Friday nights and children's ministries and youth ministries into our schools. This church has been steadfast for all those years with a heart for kids and youth. That's steadfastness. God keeps raising people up. This church has been steadfast in evangelism. Thousands of people have come to Christ. Pastor Ann Graham was here last week. And uh, we know Pastor Anne really well, and she's just such a woman of God. And we had lunch together. I said, Anne, you haven't been for a few years. What do you see as the strengths of our church? Because I always like to get someone outside who hasn't been here for years. She says, number one, you're a soul-winning church. She said, sadly, I preach a lot of churches. They're great churches, but they hardly win anyone to Jesus. They rely on transfer growth or people moving to the area or changing churches. I said, you guys are winning people that have never been to church in their life. You, you are, are winning people from brokenness and pain. I thought, wow, that's awesome. She said, you also are people who love the presence of God and make room for the Holy Spirit. And she had a whole list of things, but they were the top two. And I thought, wow, that's so, so encouraging. And this church has always been soul winning. And I thank God for that. There are many other things that we've done. And uh, we've uh, always had restoration of people's lives, not just praying for physical healing, but restoration of brokenness in life. We're a Pentecostal church in focus. We make room for the Holy Spirit. We've been faithful to God's Word. We've kept loving and caring for our community. And there's so many other things that many people have been faithful for all these years. And as Mary Lynn said, the best is yet to come. God's building us, preparing us to multiply, increase and touch more and more lives for his glory. And I was thinking about that heart for children. Pastor Harold Enwich, he was the pastor here in the, in the 70s. He was the pastor who organized to get this building built. He was a man of faith, incredible courage. His wife was my second or third cousin. And they used to own their house next to the back of our church property here and had a big foster home for years. And, and, uh, and I thought that, that 
heart for kids has just flowed right through and still continues. Let's look at what the Bible says about being steadfast. Psalm 51.10, David prayed, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. This is King David, man after God's heart. Sadly, got to a place where he compromised his integrity, got involved in adultery, and then organized to get uh, Bathsheba's husband killed in war. So he was guilty of adultery, of murder, and deception, and lying. But when God finally got through to his heart, this is his prayer. God, create in me, create in me a pure, clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. What a prayer. God, get me back on track and get me faithful to you like I was for years. So even if, if we stumble or fall, the Bible says, even if we, the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in our way, even if you stumble and fall, the Lord will lift us up. He will lovingly pursue us and draw us back because of His presence. Psalm 112 verse 7 says, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Psalm 57 verse 7. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. When your heart's focused on God, there'll always be a song in your heart. There'll always be a song to sing. It says to sing a new song to the Lord. We regularly learn new songs. I make up new songs every day. I just change old songs so I get the words wrong in the tune. So I make a new song just about every time. My family hate it, but I'm just passionate that we worship in Jesus. Because I've got a family of musicians and singers. But it says... To sing, a heart steadfast, folks, on God, you'll always have a song in your heart. Even in the middle of pain, God will give you a song that will release your pain and connect back to the faith of our God. Psalm 111, verse 7, His word is steadfast. The works of His hands are faithful and just. All His precepts are trustworthy. They are steadfast forever and ever, done in faithfulness and uprightness. You're getting how powerful this is? And I want to encourage you to pray, God, give me a steadfast heart. Help me to be faithful and keep doing the right things. And if I wandered off the path, God, help me to get focused again and build this in my life for His glory. This is a powerful one. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Wow, wow, wow. If we lose our peace, one of the first things, help me to remember your goodness, your grace, your help, you're my source of supply. As you get your mind steadfast on God and His Word and His ways, let me tell you, peace will return to your mind and your heart. There's so many things to get fearful and anxious and worried about. But there's a place of peace for those whose minds are steadfastly focused on the Lord. Psalm 195 says, Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Steadfast is following through and honoring, obeying the covenant of marriage that you have entered into. So much challenge in that whole area of our society. But God wants us to be steadfast, committed. Daniel in the lion's den, he steadfastly honored and prayed three times a day. And even when the law was brought in, the king was tricked. He was going to be thrown into jail, maybe killed if he kept praying and turning to God. But what did he do? He just kept praying and turning to God. Got thrown in. The angels came, closed up the lion's mouth, and he was rescued. And the whole nation then was told by the king, everyone must honor the God of Daniel. He was one of the most amazing guys in the Bible. Outside of Jesus, 
and Moses and a few of those guys and Abraham, Daniel ruled under three godless kings and all of them had such encounters with God because of Daniel's faith that they wrote letters to all their nations and said, you must honour the God that Daniel serves. He turned three whole world regimes towards God because of his steadfast life. Either that is, you study history, it's one of the most powerful influences of a steadfast godly man. Against incredible odds, he stayed steadfast and God will honour it. Very, very powerful story. Jesus steadfastly set his face toward Jerusalem. Disciples tried to stop him. The Pharisees tried to stone him. Everyone else tried to stop him going. But he said, I am going. I'm steadfast. I know I'm going to suffer and die, but I'm going to rise again. He was steadfast. Not stubborn, just focused and steadfast. And we see that right throughout the Bible. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So be steadfast, reliable, consistent, faithful, focused, immovable. Does that sound like you? If your friends would say, what do three words describe you? I wonder if it would be in that list. I pray that they would be about my life because I thank God for my family who just raised me to be committed and faithful and steadfast. Not perfect, but just don't give up easily. Don't step back and be tempted to run. Don't hide. Don't look for escape routes. But keep your heart focused on God and His kingdom and cause. There's a reward and a blessing that comes from that. Jesus said in Luke 9.23, And He said to all, If any person will, wills to come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget, lose sight of himself and his own interests, refuse and give up on himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me, Conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. Wow, wow, that's, that's out there, hey. Follow Jesus. Take, take up our cross. That cross might be the mocking of family who don't understand that you're a follower of Jesus. It might be people saying, why do you go to church every Sunday? Why do you keep reading that Bible? Haven't you finished it yet? Why do you pray? God can't hear your prayers. Your cross might be just walking past that and through that and staying focused on Jesus. Whatever it might be, it is living for Christ. Acts 2.42 in the early church, it says, They steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, (coughs) to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper, and prayers. So we see... Why did the early church change their world? Because they steadfastly refused to be sidetracked when persecution came. They steadfastly didn't get sidetracked when success came. They kept moving forward with God's purpose and calling of. I believe today we need a whole lot of more people in our community. We need a whole lot more people in our churches that step up and are faithful, dependable, consistent, reliable, steadfast because God honors that. He said to Paul, well done, good and... Faithful servant, not well done, good and famous servant, or well done, good and prosperous servant, or well done, good and popular servant. He said, well done, good and faithful servant, which is steadfastness 
in character, consistency, reliability in our own lives, in our hearts. You might say, well, that's not me. I just haven't had that example in my life. It's amazing when you start to follow Jesus, things start to fall in line with his ways and purpose. Because a Christian is a follower of Jesus and Jesus showed the greatest example of steadfastness to God's purpose over our lives. It will start to draw you. James 1.3 says, Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Wow, wow. So sometimes when pressure comes, God's causing some steel to come into your soul. He's causing you not to be sidetracked, but to get some determination, some focus, some steadfast, some reliability. God's drawing us. His Spirit will teach us. He will give us the Word to build into our lives. You say, well, that's not my personality. It's not about personality. You can be spontaneous and creative and, and all over the place in some of those areas, but God will build a steady momentum forward. Some of us go, hmm, some of us go, some of us go like this, but you're still moving forward. And if you draw a line through the dots, you'll end up moving forward with reliability, consistency. So don't use the excuse, it's just not my personality. This is a God thing, steadfastness, follow through, commitment, reliability. I thank God for so many in our church that have done that. Hebrews 6.19 says, Now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It cannot break down under whatever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. God is so good. Incredibly powerful. Hebrews 10.36, For you, if you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. I love God. Moses was one of the most faithful guys. 40 years in the wilderness with a bunch of complaining, murmuring, upset, annoyed, wanting to go back to slavery in Egypt. Boy, they got sh- haven't we got short memories? You know? Short memories. Moses kept faithfully going towards the end. He lost his temper once or twice and God said, Sorry, Moses, you've done an awesome job, but you're not going to see the promised land. By then, he was 120, so he was probably ready to go home and be with God anyway. So someone else can take him in the promised land. I'm getting a little bit tired and weary. But all those years, he was steadfast. Put up with all their complaining, went back and said, God, tell me what to do. Show me what to say, what to do. And he was steadfast. And this is what Hebrews 11 says about Moses. It says in Hebrews eleven twenty seven, motivated by faith, he left Egypt behind him, being unawed and undismayed by the wrath of the king, for he never flinched, but held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is invisible. You've got to realize Jesus hadn't been revealed in the fullness that we have, and that's what kept Moses going. Wow. Oh, Lord, help us. One more key verse as we wrap it up today. 1 Peter 5.10 said, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Wow, wow, wow. Strong, firm, and steadfast. What a promise. Regardless of your faith, 
I read a verse the other day. It says, even when we're faithless, God is still faithful. How awesome is that? That's called grace. Whether we're still believing with all our heart or we've just waned or got sidetracked or oh, just tired, God's still faithful and He steadfastly holds to His promises. That's the good news. The call of God on your life, if you keep walking forward, God will steadfastly bring you into the fulfillment of that. It's forward. So we will see our more and more people's lives transformed. We had the uh, gala for the transformations last night. What a great night it was. I'm not sure how many tens of thousands we raised. I hope it's a lot. But the last 45 minutes after we had the event and Ashley Bottrell shared his amazing story and all the transformation guys who they interviewed, so it was so powerful. I spent the last 45 minutes of the night before I left, people coming up one after another just talking to me and saying, what's, what's really going on at that place? One was a backslidden Christian who just said, I need to get back to church. I didn't say anything. He came and found me twice during the night and said, I need to talk to you. And I've talked with two other couples and one of them, um, I thought, I know that guy. And he turned out, he came to one of our men's breakfasts, a neighbor of one of our people church, and just was able to share the gospel with him. For 45 minutes, I couldn't get out of the place because people just kept coming to talk because people are searching for answers. Let me tell you, there's a desperate cry for answers and hope. And if we're steadfast and just keep, we'll see the blessing. I look around this church and see amazing people that are steadfast. Sylvia's been leading the prayer for 25 or 30 years in this place, just steadfastly praying. Even if she's the only one who shows up, she'll still pray for an hour. She won't go home. She'll just keep praying. You're a steadfast woman of God. And George and Sylvia have invited so many people in hospitality to their home. Ashley Muller's been playing up here for nearly 20 years. Isn't it? 20 years? We've been here 17. You were here a couple of years before we came. It's 19 or 20 years. I thought that's steadfastness, just praying and honouring God. I look around this room and I see so many people that steadfastly serve. Some of the, our frontline teams have been doing it for more than 10 years. I look at David and Helen Janes that picked up our over 60s ministry and they've served as pastors and leaders and now they're full of vision to reach out and organize teams to get into our old people's homes and support those through loss and bereavement and pain. I say, faithfulness, serve the Lord. Mary Lynn's an incredibly faithful person put up with me for more than 38 years that's taken great steadfastness and courage and because uh, I get so passionate and focused when I was younger I was just so zealous I used to tell a youth group you don't read the Bible you can't eat breakfast I was just passionate you know get yourself sore with God before you feed. And I look back now and think mate it's a wonder they didn't crucify me but anyway we used to have a day of prayer and fasting in our house when we were working and, and Mary Lynn she ended up uh fallen asleep at work a few times, fainted from lack of food because her metabolism was different than mine and end up, they found her in, in the clothes basket at, at work instead of uh, serving people. I thought, I was full of zeal. But you've been steadfast to walk together. Now look at many other people around here in our church. Troy's been an evangelist and passionately just won people to Jesus, a chaplain, and just keeps on praying and believing for revival. Peter and Emma have just stood together in this church for decades, serving, worship. I can look around this whole church and see dozens, hundreds of people that have said, hey, we're going to faithfully serve God and we're not going to back off. Even when challenges and difficulties coming over almost, we're just going to keep moving forward for the glory of God. And that's the sort of spirit that God's calling for. Because when He's got that to work with, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And I believe God's calling us to run after Him. Some mornings I wake up singing that old song. 
I think it's in Jeremiah. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. How awesome is that? Let's read the verse we start, 1558. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it is never wasted or to no purpose. I feel God just echoing out to many people what you do for Jesus is never wasted or futile. He watches that prayer. He watches that email, that that coffee you've had with someone, that looking out for someone at church, a new person on their own and say, hey, can I have a chat with you? You've been on rosters behind the scenes for decades. God says, hey, well done. Maybe you've just started on a team. Say, well, I don't have 30 or 40 years of service, but that 30 or 40 years started with one week and one month and one year. We've been in leadership and ministry over 40 years, and I think, how on earth did that happen? We just make the most and fully devoted to the Lord every day, every week, every year. And before you know it, thousands of people's lives are touched because you've been steadfast. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.